Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling well. I forgot what it's like to do two podcasts in a week. I don't know how Rob does like 30. So it's like a, it's like heavy lifting doing more than one show. Yeah, your in a other week. podcast came back uh, very very secretly. Back from the dead. Yeah, you uploaded another episode to a feed that I would assume most people had unsubscribed from like a year ago. I think a lot of people probably don't unsubscribe. Like I, when podcasts end, and I've I've subscribed to a lot of podcasts that end. I don't unsubscribe because I figure like if it comes back one day, then I'll have it, and if it doesn't, like it's taking up zero room. You yeah, know, it's not I wasting guess. anything. But I could see you like deleting things this. Like if somebody dies and you follow them on Twitter, you you like you unfollow them yeah. that second. Like, yeah, listen, if you fall into a coma thing. with me, uh, you know, I'm deleting you as a Facebook friend. So you know, it feels like that's a very mm-hmm. uh, early that early Seinfeld episode would. Uh, yeah. What what uh, what's your problem? What were you saying? Your problem is oh, oh well, just because. So I remove a podcast when the season's over, and then I'll often forget to bring it back a year later. Like if it's not in my orbit, what kind of season? Not all podcasts have seasons. I don't. But know a lot of my about. podcasts are seasonal, right? Like they come up with a season and then they're gone. Oh, like a Game of Thrones podcast that has isn't talking about no, like like Katrina like Longworth. You must remember this, or Malcolm Gladwell, or Serial. Karina Longworth. Like a lot of podcasts, it's like a season. It's like a TV show. They 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 come yes. up with one once a week for okay. for ten weeks, twelve weeks, and they're gone for a year. Yeah, and I'll forget to add Fair. them back, uh, and so unless they're otherwise in my orbit because you know they're guests on other podcasts or things that I follow, I can sort of lose track of them. So, yeah, but mm-hmm. you know, at, at the end of the day, if it's a podcast, if I don't know what I'm missing, then I'm not missing anything. So true, right, right. Something sometimes like people, you know, podcasts will go away. I'm like, oh, I forgot that existed, but I also haven't seen it in my feed in like years. I haven't heard one person talk about it. How much could I be missing? Yeah. Like if it was incredible, it would get it would get to me. Can I ask you a question uh, to change the subject about a, yeah. about an awkward social interaction? Yeah, do it. Okay, so you know we're a very woke podcast, so we're obviously anti man spreading. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like we're we're anti man spreading, but I feel like I probably man spread it. Oh, or two oh, for sure I have. I mean, uh, a friend like of mine, Josh Berliner, used to endlessly comment in high school. Uh, so in high school, of course, I lived in a dorm, and in the basement of that dorm, we had like this like horrible room with a TV and a closet, which would be locked half the time, and then these two little like love seats in front of that TV. So Berliner always used to comment about the fact that I would like occupy like an entire couch. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, a couch. Yeah, my kids complain that I like take the good couch by myself, lying down. Sometimes. Yeah, who's paying for that couch? And, like, that's what that's I say to the kids. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Who, who paid for that couch? And then also. 
uh, like that's what the dad did. Like I, I wouldn't even get to like tell my dad like, hey, why are you lying down on the couch? These kids could be like they could lodge a formal complaint with yeah. my wife. My, my dad's actually a floor liar. Like my dad would get home from work okay. every day. Like I remember as a kid, and then he would like go to the den, take a pillow, prop it up against the side of the couch, and then lie on the floor and read the newspaper. Mm, sounds normal. I mean, uh, like, would he scream serenity now? Like, what was he doing on the floor? No, I, well, I mean, I, that's and that's sort of I would do that also. Like, when you know, when I play video games, I would never sit on the couch. It's too far away. You want to be closer to the screen, I'd sit on the floor. When I'm playing my Nintendo or yeah. my Sega or my PlayStation. So anyway, so like man spreading, now it's a problem because, you know, I, I live in the suburbs. I take a bus to work every day. It's like a coach bus, you know, where you sit like, you know, all the seats facing forward and, you know, like two mm-hmm. by two. And it's always full, often standing room only. So you're always going to have a stranger next to you. And inevitably, th- th- you know, the person who I'm sitting next to is a man whose legs are like far enough apart that he could fit like a football, like the long way without touching either knee. And it's really obnoxious. Mm. So it creates a circumstance where I have like three options and all of them are bad. Either I say nothing, I'm incredibly uncomfortable the whole time, right? Or I say nothing and I sort of try and like, you know, passive aggressively reclaim my space, which means our legs are rubbing together, which also not ideal. Or I have to have this awkward no, like real conversation with somebody that I don't want to have an awkward conversation Ooh. with, and then I'm stuck sitting next to them. For- Would rather jump out the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm stuck Especially next to like them for 45 seven. minutes. So what do I do? True. Try and sit next to like the smallest person on the well, bus. Well, the problem is that I- I'm usually – like th- they're coming and sitting next to me. Your first one on? I'm not the first one on, but I'm at the st- – yeah. Okay. So, I mean, so today I- – all right, so don't shower, and then just like no one will sit next to you. <laughs> the pr- the thing is, people will thing. anyway. It, look, it's it's always one of those circumstances where you try and make yourself, and I'm sure you've been in this scenario. You try and make yourself as unappealing as possible, as people are boarding to hope no, to oh, hope yeah. no one's going to sit next to you. But in this circumstance, it's actually not beneficial because ultimately every seat's going to be taken. So by doing that, all I do is ensure that I get the last person. You're getting the random person. Yeah, you'd almost rather be as attractive as possible and hope I can attract, like, you know, the petite 25-year-old attractive woman who's, you know. True. Yeah, you probably – that's true. You probably Strategically. Yeah, it's like you'd you'd rather guarantee yourself a a, a decent seatmate than than – yeah, someone making the the cognitive like the choice of yeah. sitting next to you rather yeah. than just like you you, you go with the opposite spot. in the hope that maybe you'll get an empty seat. But yeah, it depends. You gotta calculate what the odds are to to do the cost benefit analysis. But so today, this guy sitting next to me, he gets in. I'm in the window. He gets in. Or I'm in the aisle. Excuse me, because I gotta put my leg in the aisle because I busted my knee at the moment. Um, and he gets in, and he's like, his legs are all the way apart. Like he has like a backpack, which he's which is like in between his legs, which he could put above, he could put below. And so I really didn't want to say anything, but it was like really uncomfortable. He was also, you know, a, a, not a svelte man. So I, I said something to him, mm-hmm. and he said, "Well, why don't you do the same?" So I said, "Well, my knees are literally touching each other." <laughs> like I'm, <laughs> he's like, "Well, then you focus on your knees. I'll focus on my knees." It was just—it was exactly what I knew what was going to happen. Oh boy, yeah, I just got like it's like cringy. Just yeah, but it's it. like it's like it was like a, it was a lose lose. So I was uncomfortable physically and uh, and you know socially. So disaster. Oh boy, yeah. yeah. Don't move, don't move to a uh, suburban New Jersey. I would never. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not even allowed to. I was I was thinking about moving in with you, and then we. But you take buses all the time, right? Yeah. First of all, you know what? You know what's a big. But you thing take also? a ci- like, you I take have, a city bus more, right? So it's not. This if kind I of take city. a knapsack, if you have a knapsack on your lap, it's I I think like people are less likely to sit next to you. Also, it's like oh, he's got this giant knapsack. Yeah. So I, I do think that helps people not sit next to me. I, I do. It's it's rarely like a small woman sitting next to me. It's usually like the like the last guy who comes. Yeah. Across. And, and that's never like an old lady. It's always yeah. it's always like a big dude. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I mentioned this on the podcast last year. But basically, 
my daughter is in gymnastics several times a week. It's very serious. Um, and she, last year at the, at the year-end championships, which happened in July, she uh, won only one bronze medal. And on the bounce beam out of four finalists, she did not get a medal, even though, like, objectively she had the best routine. And, like, I didn't think she deserved medals on the other things. It's not like uh, I, I think she should have won all seven. She's better. I think even the bronze medal she got was probably a pity medal. But clearly on the bounce beam, like, maybe you could make an argument for silver, but there's no way you could make an argument that she should have won anything less than, than silver. And, and for sure, she should have won gold. So I said last year when we came home and she was upset, This is she was eight, she's nine now, I said, next year we're going to pull like the old Michael Johnson track move where I'm going to get you gold shoes, and when you walk in before the competition, you're going to say like to the coach, like, hey, I'm here to win the gold. Like a very like arrogant move, but I think like that'll stick with them. Wait, you literally bought her gold, gold shoes? I said I would, but I'm okay. cheap, and she said, okay, they're like 60 bucks, and, and I don't wear them during the... Uh, competition because you're shoeless during the competition i'm like we don't actually need the gold shoes <laughs> she wanted me to take her to the mall i'm also lazy i'm like i'm not taking you to the mall to buy these gold shoes so i didn't i would have if she, if you wore the shoes i forgot you don't actually wear shoes so it would have been silly he, he wouldn't have appreciated it it probably would have hurt her chances and it wouldn't have been on merit either would have been mad and like not given her anything or he would have like okay fine i'll give it to you um so there are five girls in the finals of the balance beam Two of them are like are a little younger and, and are like not up to snuff yet, and they don't really do routines. The girl who was overall like beat all the boys came in first in the whole overall thing, uh, didn't do so well. And then the third best girl, assuming my daughter was like rated number two out of five, fell. So my daughter gets on last. Her routine is like so dangerous that they that they put on a, it's not even a real balance beam. It's like a, basically a, a bench. Um, and they put on a, a mat because they were nervous about, about her routine. So just for her, it's like for safety purposes, because her degree of difficulty was harder, but she hits the flip. She does like a flip on the beam, which nobody else hits. And she has a good routine. Like you could even hear like a pop from the crowd when she hits it, which was basically the only one of the whole night. Wow. Uh, Cause let me ask you a really question. Silent. Is there a video yeah. evidence of this? Yeah. Yes, I have it. Um, my wife took videos, and I will. We'll post it in the Facebook group. Okay. We'll post her routine in the Facebook group. Um, and anyway, she nails it. Obvious gold. She's the 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 number one girl. The girl who's going to win the overall trophy for the entire, like oh, you know, the, the whole the whole shebang. Tells her that she won the gold, and she had told her before, and like, hey, if you hit, you're going to beat me. Like, you have the best routine. The end. They start giving out the medals, all the vaults, and and the floor exercise stuff. Um, she gets two silver, three bronze medal in all five events, and then it's the last one before the overall, which I don't think she's expecting because that's boys and girls, and she's like the youngest person there. Also, every she's competing against like thirteen year old. She's nine. Uh, so they give out the the bronze medal to for the balance beam to like some girl who like is just getting a pity medal, I guess, and then the silver medal they give to the girl who fell. And now I'm confused because there's no like this girl who's won gold at every other event, like the main girl. I don't even remember her name, or I would say her real name. But the and then and and so I'm like, oh, like I can't believe they're not going to give the main girl anything. And then they announce the gold, and it's the main girl. My my daughter did not get even third out of five when she like did the only routine out of the five. So I like start booing. It's like dead silent, like a <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> and my wife is just like in shock. And 
uh, our only fr- like all of our siblings were and no one was around. Last year we had like a twenty person cheering section. This time it was only like my wife's one friend came, and like she was like mouth agape, stunned. Like it wasn't just us. Like nobody could believe that she didn't win. And then, and then she doesn't get one of the three overall, which we weren't concerned with. And then so afterwards, like my daughter runs out of the gym like hysterical. And won't like come back in to get her her stuff and her medals and and you know she's clanking around with six medals she just didn't get the one she cared about, um, and so we start yelling at the gymnastics coach. I'm yelling. Uh, I'm yelling. My wife. See, I said like if you asked all hundred people in the room who won the balance beam, all hundred, including like the other the girl who won's parents. Well, not all hundred because not daughter. the judge, obviously. <laughs> so the judge is his wife. He's not the judge. The judge is his wife and a second person who was maybe a coach. Wait, who, I'm not whose sure. wife? Whose wife? The 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 main guy's wife. He he brings her in. It's not like professional judges. He brings her into the main the guy who runs the whole thing. He he doesn't want to judge, so he brings in his wife and a second person to judge. Last year, if you're a, a, a real eagle ear listener, will remember the girl who won last year and this year's sister was a judge. Um, but that was not the case this year. Her sister was not the judge. This girl's like aging out to the one girl who beat my daughter is aging out to become like her coach next year. And so we're yelling. My wife is pretty scary. And so he says, like, okay, we're gonna watch the tape. Now at this point, almost everyone's gone, besides like the staff cleaning up the gym. And he makes his wife and the and the guy watch the tape. And he had also said, like, well, she fell. We're like, what are you talking about? She didn't fall. Maybe he wasn't paying attention. Uh maybe I, I what what we thought happened was that they really wanted this girl who's aging out to win the overall over the best boy. And the only way she could do that is if she won all the girls' competitions because the boy won the, the boys. So they had to, like, skew the statistics a little bit. That's what my daughter thought, uh, which is fine. I don't, I, like, I don't care if she wins, but it didn't make – so maybe they booted my daughter, like, out of the whole thing and just flipped this, you know, for this girl from two to one and my daughter from one to four. So the other girls would have at least have a medal or something. So they literally – so, like, my daughter is hysterical in the parking lot. We're also, like, have a bar mitzvah that we're, like, two hours late to at this point because it's after the competition. Um, it's late at night and he's like, he's watching tape of all the performances again. My daughter, I'm like chasing, I couldn't even find her. She's in the parking lot crying. Um, and he brings her in. She like, like, and he says like, you're right. It was a big mistake. Uh, like obviously he's like, obviously she could not have lost realistically to the other three girls. Like you could at least make a case for the girl who won. But, like, the worst case, she should have gotten second. But I said, like, she spent 11 months preparing this one routine, like, and she's been in your your thing for, like, five or six years. Like, what do you think this does that she spends the whole year preparing and, like, someone's not paying attention and then she loses, right? It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, like, we're paying a lot of money for this also. Like, you have to, you have to, like, you know, this has to be a better run operation. So he gives her second place. He also, like, says that affects the overall scores that she wouldn't have been fourth overall. She would have been second. So, like, in the big ceremony, she would have. Now, hold on. Are they retracting the medals from the others or they're just going to give a second? Of course second not. Place? Of course not. They're yeah. like 10-year-old kids. They're not going to take away. Yeah. But so now, but she knows this is pity. Now, he's he's admitting that, like, it was silly. Like, there's no case you could make for the girl that fell off the beam and did nothing to beat my daughter. Um, So... But he doesn't give her first. She knows it's a pity thing. She also gets a trophy, which she had never gotten before. A trophy's only for the overall. So she gets second overall. But again, everyone had left. It wasn't like in front of the whole audience. Uh, it was also silly because he had the best at every um, every discipline doing a show in the city the next day. And she had been chosen weeks earlier to do the balance beam. 
So, like, he knew she was the best at the balance. It didn't make any sense, right? Like, it, it, the whole thing did not add up at all. I don't know if it was incompetence. I don't know if it was, like, they were just trying to fudge a scoring. I, I have no idea, like, why he claims he likes her. I don't, I, like, I, I think maybe he doesn't like her. Anyway, so it was very upsetting. <laughs> I became, like, that kind of dad, me and my wife yelling at, at the guy, my daughter, like, crying in the corner. Um, but uh, I guess uh, if you, you know, if you, uh, like, you know, yell loud enough, you get participation trophies. But you know how they complain about millennials and participation trophies? Yeah. My wife's mom, because my son was mad he didn't get a trophy. Now, why would he get a trophy? He's not in any after-school activities because he's four. So she said she would buy him a trophy. So I said, like, people complain about participation trophies. Like, you're giving my son a trophy. He didn't even participate. He's just getting a trophy for, like, being in the same family as someone who got a trophy, right? This is, like, this is, this is like the ultimate in spoil, but nobody listens to me. What am I going to be, like, the guy who, like, who takes away the trophy from a four-year-old who's already been promised that he's going to get a trophy? And my kids went bowling a few weeks ago. They went to the bowling alley. There was a tournament. They won the tournament. So they all have these giant trophies taking up insane amounts of room in my house for no reason. So they already have trophies. Anyway, don't have kids. All right, this has been uh, Israeli regional uh, youth gymnastics update. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, all right, so what do you want to do first? Do you want to let, – let, let's we, – we're going to talk the 32 quarterback ranking. We did – Zach Brooks was nice enough to tweet at Sean Fahey, who had the awful quarterback rings last week, and say, hey, come on, 32 fans. I swooped in and said, yeah, come on. Like 12 listeners liked the tweet. He did not respond. I didn't, I didn't know who he was. He had apparently been a – like a big wig at ESPN who got fired for inappropriate behavior in a bar, I think he said. Well, I mean, I know the I inappropriate behavior. He treated, He's an idiot when it comes to what? ranking quarterbacks. You yeah. should get fired he, for that. He said he treated he treated Americans as if they were Irish people. Weird excuse. He probably said some bad words in a bar or something. I don't know. So, But I never heard of him. Uh, he used to be on Lebetard show. I thought you listened to that. Anyway, he, he, he doesn't respond. Um, so, But we'll do our list. But before we do that, there was an even more controversial list out there on the internet this week, and that's the Ringer's 100 Greatest TV Episodes of All Time. The internet is ablaze today with, uh, with uh, 100, or best of the century, right? Best since 2000, yeah, not just best since of all 2000, time. yeah. So now, and it's a really good-looking list. They did, like, in terms of, like, Yeah, Rob Sesternino dropped the link in our Facebook group uh, yesterday, and as you said, it's nice. As you scroll through, it automatically starts playing, like, a 10-second clip of each episode. So that's pretty yeah. good. Very well done. This was not like hashed together in two seconds. They have a lot well, of like, the production. Notes, the production tangent. value is well done. You're saying, yeah. Listen, I, the yeah. list is going to be controversial, but the production value is fantastic. Yeah. Um. All right. So, like, number one all time was lost. The concept. The problem is, there's only one um, show per. There's only one episode per show, so you can't yeah. have like five Breaking Bad's, four Sopranos, which makes sense because otherwise the list would be the ten prestige shows. So yeah. I, I actually and, agree and also with that I think you have to be le- the order doesn't really matter. The order is random. You can tell pretty clearly. No, I, I, oh, I totally disagree. The prestige shows are all top ten. The <laughs> Wire, The Sopranos, like all the main shows are in the top eight. So it's the, the list is clear, like, and number ninety eight is like Family Feud or or Price is Right. So you're yeah, but they have wrong things like that. that in the top ten also. I don't know what you're talking about. No, they do not. They do not. The the, the only thing in the top ten that's not an absolute iconic show is the pilot of the OC. Everything else is an 
Survivor's number seven overall. Listen, I know you okay, love Survivor. Okay, so now, that, so, okay, no, listen. Survive, that was basically like the most watched TV episode of all of these 17. Grey's Anatomy so I, is, I, hold on, Grey's Anatomy is in the top 10. What are you talking about? Well, people said that shouldn't even be in the episode. No, these are, are you seriously arguing that the list which ends with Game of Thrones, Man, Jersey Man, Shore is, is number 14, okay? And they have prestige shows in the 80s, okay? You're on. It's like it's completely uh, random. The the, the Ozymandias, who, which I think a lot Oprah, of people Oprah Winfrey the best. is okay. Oprah Winfrey is number seventeen. Okay, again, Jersey Shore is that's number the 14. Tom Cruise episode. The, okay. the two cathedrals episode of the West Wing that people think is is an all timer. Okay. Vander, hold 12. on. Like, so Vanderpump Rules. Everything it, you're saying is wrong. So in your opinion, Vanderpump Rules is objectively a better show than Thirty Rock, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Nathan for you. No, just they're just mixing stuff up. I don't. That's what I'm saying. It's a totally random list. Okay, Vanderpump outside like the, the top hundred. You're okay. saying there's no order. The no. fact that like the top no, 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 five no, shows not, ever not, not all literally, the top ten is not random. literally no order. The top three or four fine. But but what I'm saying is, if you're going to start arguing this one was 24 and it should have been 75, that's stupid. That's not the relevant. Oh yeah, no, well that would be insane. Okay, I thought that's what you were arguing. Okay, no, uh, what I'm no, saying is the, the one to 100 is not particularly of any relevant order, other than a couple at the top. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they they do have a decent amount of reality TV. Like you said, Vanderpump, they have the challenge where Johnny Bananas keeps They have like every show. The money yeah, they, but Sarah. they don't have, which shocked me, they don't have Billions, which is Bill Simmons' favorite show. And like, you know, the I think they probably show. did that because they were afraid of the backlash. That's probably the backlash? What do you mean, what backlash? Look at the list of shows. Like, they have comical shows up up and down this list. They did yeah. a pretty good job, honestly. I, I thought the list would be much worse. Like, there's a little bit of recency bias, like an Anthony Bourdain show that wouldn't have been in the top 100 if he didn't die. Show. Yeah. Yeah, like is there? But like, that's fine. There, there was, was there was no Fargo. Fun. I thought that was a big uh, uh, missing. They didn't have what the review. Like the, there was no review episode. Which I know it wasn't such a popular yeah. show. They didn't have Ali G, which sort of surprised me. Especially you know he's a little bit back. Yeah, in the it's news right very now. early in the century, and that I mean the show started I think maybe even in the nineteen ninety. No, two thousand four. It came out to America in two thousand four. In America, but I think in England it probably starts in about ninety nine, right? Yeah, but but the relevant yeah. show, the American version, of the, like the Office. Yeah, no, I agree. I I don't yeah. disagree. They didn't have Broad City. That was a little also, bit surprising they, to me. They don't have Broad City. I I, yeah. I didn't even realize they don't have Broad City. Yeah, Veep is pretty high. Yeah, they don't have, um, they don't have Boardwalk Empire, which is a show only I love. They don't have Bored to Death. They don't have The Life and Times of Tim. Talking about HBO shows that I love. Uh, no, but that that show <laughs> nobody nobody cared about. But you, they have Finding Francis from Nathan for you. Like that's that should definitely be in there. Yeah. Um. They have uh, the thing is the more interesting conversation would be like what episode like it's always sunny has dozens of iconic episodes they put in like Charlie McDennis uh, Lost number one they have the constant now a lot of people would say that's not even the best episode of Lost you know for I actually thought they would go with the pilot obviously you can only go with so many pilots um, you know before you're just including the you know pilot usually spend more money it's sort of a uh, a more a, a better thought out thing. I don't know. You watched Lost, yeah. right? I mean, honestly, I don't have that much to say about this. I, if I was really going to do like an intensive deep dive, I could come up with you know some objective rankings or opinions. Yeah, no, and I, I right, I didn't really. Uh, I sort of scrolled through it. I didn't. Yeah, it, it was well put together. Listen, anytime you mention the Ringer and it's not in a critical way, you know it's exciting for them. It's true. So. Yeah, no, they did a good job. Anyway, that re- list is worth uh, checking out. Now let's go to a list that probably won't be worth checking out. That's our thirty-two quarterback rings. I figured we do them now. And then we can update the game mid-season and see how wrong we have. And if you have, like, the, our last rankings from 20, I think we didn't formally do quarterback rankings in 2017, you said, but we did it twice in 2016. Yeah, in we 2016, did we did it in the preseason, and then we did it in November, like, after week eight or so. We had to do quarterback rankings last year at some point. I just don't remember when. Well, I think we I did them, like, right before the season. 
oh, you know what? Because I only looked at documents on my computer. I didn't look in Google Docs, and I bet you're right. I bet it's in Google Docs. We ha- There's no way we skip quarterback rings for a whole season. I just don't know if we did a mid-season or in-season. Anyway, I did. you ranked rookies. I did not rank the rookies because what am I ranking them on? There's no performance from them. So there, you have 40 people in your rankings. I have 32. I did not rank Jacoby Brissett because I don't think he's going to start opening day. I did not rank. So I didn't. I didn't um, rank the thirty-two starting quarterbacks. I ranked the top forty quarterbacks. Yeah, so whether they're starting, I, I ranked the thirty-two starting quarterbacks minus maybe the one. You know, the the Darnold or, or Mayfields who aren't who are probably going to start or possibly going to start because it doesn't look like Allen's going to start at all. He's behind Nathan Peterman and, and, and McCarron, and I don't know how you'd ever catch up to Nathan Peterman. Uh, it, you know, I, I, I can't imagine that Bradford is going to lose the job to Rosen. And uh, Lamar Jackson, I don't think, will get the job from uh, Flacco. So I, I think it's if, – if I had to bet now, correct me if I'm wrong, it's possible only Darnold starts opening day. Dar- some combination of Darnold and, and Baker. Yeah, it's possible. And even those guys have tough comp- – like Tyrod is, isn't the greatest quarterback in the world, but he's a tough guy to beat out, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, tough guy to beat out in practice. Same thing with Josh McCown, very experienced player. There is a slight chance that there are no rookie quarterbacks. I mean, but injuries will probably force their hand into being. So anyway, so I only have the 32. You had Brissett, who I didn't rank. You also ranked uh, – who are the other two people you ranked that I did not rank? I have 40, and you have like 28, you said. So we have several. No, I have 32. I have, I have, I have one per team. I don't have the five rookies, okay. and I didn't rank Brissett, and I didn't rank uh, – So you, so even when the rookies are probably going to start, you have their backup only? Because yeah, I don't know how to I don't know how to rank them. I don't know how to rank Sam Darnold. Like ideally he's number one. Ideally he's already better than Tom Brady. <laughs> but realistically he's probably worse than Eli. Okay, so uh, all right, uh, give me your forty. Count down from forty to thirty three for me because I don't have equivalents there. Okay, so um, let me just quickly run through. I guess where so I said as I, I rank the top forty quarterbacks. So let me quickly rank the eight guys that I'm going to exclude now because I've decided to align it with you. So I only have uh, the thirty two starters okay. in week one for each team. So uh, not on the list. Okay. Teddy Bridgewater. Supposedly he's looking good in Jets training camp, but I have no idea if he's alive. I have no idea if he, if, if, if he can ever play quarterback again. Yeah, they uh, claim his knee is fine, but yeah. So but so he, again, if that's true, he, if that's true, he wouldn't be a third stringer for the Jets. So, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, in theory, if he was healthy, could be on this list, but he's not for now. Number 40, I have Lamar Jackson. Too soon for him. I do like him, and I think he may have more upside than any other of the rookies, but, uh, you know, he's yeah, not ready yet. Yeah. Uh, number 39, yeah, I have Jacoby Brissett. needs to sit this year. Brissett was passably bad for the Colts, but, you know, look, his, his QBR— I heard a guy who said he's, like, one of the best— Yeah. <laughs> his QBR plus last yeah. year was 92.6, which means he was about, you know, 7.5% below the average NFL quarterback, which is one of the worst starting quarterbacks, but is fine for a backup. Uh, the year before, in backup. much more limited uh, play, he was 92.4, exactly the same. So, you know, he, he's, he's a decent backup, and if he's starting, uh, your team is not winning more than four games. Uh, number 38, I have Josh Allen. He is my least preferred of all the first-round rookies. Uh, you know, uh, for the reasons we discussed at the draft. Yeah, uh, no, he's already he's already hitting guys on the sidelines. He's Osweiler. Yeah, exactly. Number thirty-seven. I have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, so I, yeah, I didn't rank I didn't rank Brissett Fitzpatrick yeah. or a guy you're going well, to listen. Fitzpatrick is the starting quarterback for at least the first three weeks for Tampa, and True, he but oh, yeah, and he has been an above average starting quarterback. He was last year in limited time for Tampa. He was actually better than the guy uh, than Jameis, and he was in 2015, of course, for your Jets. He had a great season. Uh, he was atrocious in limited play in 2016, and he's also 38 years yeah. old. And by the way, uh, interesting fact: Did you know he went to Harvard? Um, so yeah, so he's at number 37. Number 36, I'll skip because he's a he's a starter. Number 35, I have Nick Foles. 
Nick Foles was absolute human yeah, garbage in the fast, last four weeks of the regular season uh, and in the first week of the playoffs, and then he had two amazing games in a row. insane take. Yeah. It an, it's like, oh, I guess it's someone who didn't watch the Eagles fight. No, I, I said, and then he was amazing for two games. But, you know, it's hard. It's hard. Do we draw conclusions? Yeah, okay, two? so the way – this is a one-year ranking. You did it as a one-year ranking also, right? I'm doing it based on today, at this exact moment. Yeah, today. At, if you had to win a game tomorrow. Yeah. I would, so there's 34 if you tomorrow. You'd rather Eli Manning than Nick Foles. Th- that's not a question. And I and I am not an that's, Eli lover. That's Th- stupid. Yeah, you're the most famous. That's Eli stupid. Th- that's yeah, anybody who says Nick Foles is a moron. I'm sorry. Nick Foles was so bad that Every, by the way, do you when know Carson Wentz went Nick down, Foles? people Everyone. said the Eagles season was over, including all the Eagles fans I know. And then he looked yeah, worse and, against then, the Raiders. Yeah, he looked worse. It. And then he looked abysmally awful. He looked atrocious. Again, his CQBR in the regular season was hey, 80. Hey, do yourself a favor. Rewatch the Eagles-Vikings game and then the Eagles-Patriots uh, Super Bowl. Once again, tonight. his most final two games were amazing, okay? Rewatch the, yeah. the Eli Manning in the playoffs or Joe Flacco in the playoffs. Like, a lot of guys have had good games here or there. Over the body of work, over the last several seasons, Joe F- Nick Foles has been an atrocious quarterback. The last two times we saw him, he, he was very good. He figured it out. Okay, fine. Um, all right, number 34, I have Josh McCown, who, you know, basically put in last year what Fitzpatrick did a couple years before. He was above average. He was not the Jets' problem, uh, you know, and I, but I don't think he'll keep the job. Kind of fell apart a little bit down the stretch. Got crushed by good defenses. I have McCown at 28. Yeah, number 31. Oh, so you have McCown. You don't have Darnold. Yeah, I, well, I didn't pick it. I didn't do the five rookies, and I didn't do Brissett, Fitzpatrick. Okay. I, I, th- I thought you were doing who's expected to start for every team. No, so. I oh, yeah, I am, unless they're a rookie. Okay. In which case, I had their most All right, whatever. Player. Okay. I didn't do uh, number 31, skipping a couple of starters, I have Josh Rosen. Uh, you know, as I said, I'm highest on him just about of, of, of most people. And because Bradford is injury prone, of course, we'll see him sooner rather than later. And he's got some weapons, so we'll see what he does. And then number Tough tw- to beat Bradford in camp, I yeah. think, also. And then number 29, I have Baker Mayfield. I have him again ahead of four guys who are already starters. I do have him behind Tyrod, who I'm a fan of. Um, but I think he'll be starting sooner rather than later. And look... I was a little bit skeptical of him, but I've put him number one among the rookies simply because, you know, I have to assume there's a reason he went number one overall. So I'll give the Browns the slightest, slightest benefit of the doubt for now. Yeah, the Browns uh, have never made a mistake before. Yeah, exactly. Given the, given All the right. Benefit. Okay. So now the 32 starting quarterbacks. So the worst starting quarterback as of right now, things could change. Mm-hmm. As of right now, number 36 overall, because he's behind four backups, is Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. Now, who do you have dead last? I have AJ McCarron dead last. Okay. So I just think he, I just think he's a zero upside guy. Okay, I, so I, 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 I have like I have McCarron one like spot ahead of Trubisky. So you know I'm not going to disagree tremendously here. Yeah. McCarron, if we want to talk about in limited play, when we saw him in 2015, when the you know when when Andy Dalton was putting together that MVP season and got injured, he looked pretty good. He was above average. His CQBR mm-hmm. plus is 103, which is you know decent. Uh, you know was better than average by definition. Uh, 100 is average. Uh, he. Um, you know, he looked good in that playoff game against Pittsburgh where, you know, Vontae's, but where they found a way to lose, of course, in, in dramatic fashion on that Saturday night. Um, we don't know anything about A.J. McCarron, so that's fine. But what we do know about Mitchell Trubisky is bad. He looked really bad as a rookie. Uh, yeah. t- to be fair, we said the same thing about Jared Goff a year before. And Trubisky looked less bad than Jared Goff. Jared Goff in his rookie season was one of the worst rookies. Like, it was Ryan Leaf-esque. Mm-hmm. I mean, to give you an idea, Jared Goff's Q- CQBR Plus in his rookie season was 62. No one else we're discussing today has ever had a season uh, uh, below, like, 80. I mean, 62 is insanely bad. What do you think A.J. McCarron's absolute ceiling is? Like, give me another quarterback. I mean, a Joe Flacco, Eli Manning. Could it be Sam Bradford uh, a, a sli- when he's healthy? Yeah, a, sl- a slightly above average quarterback who in individual games can look like a pro bowler. 
I mean, it, why not? Now, it's I do think he plays 16 games this year, basically, or 14 games if he's healthy. So you don't think Josh think Allen is getting on the field? Allen, he's got the, there's, no, there's no player in the sport who's got, who's got less competition in a position. Well, I don't really know. I mean, I don't know what Buffalo is doing, right? I don't know. what They traded for McCarron, then, right. they, then they drafted Allen. So I don't know what their plan is. So we'll see. But I all mean, right. So, they, I, have, so I have Trubisky right below McCarron. Do you have Trubisky right above McCarron? Yes, okay. I have. I have Trubisky. Okay, so thirty-one and thirty-two. I actually, have him. Oh, I, just because, just because of the golf bump, where, where like maybe there's something there. And I did watch all the the plays that Sean Fahey posted, by the way, <laughs> like his whole thread. Yeah, I just think there's two quarterbacks who are basically um, unsalvageable, and they've both won Super Bowls. That I have at thirty and thirty-one. Okay, so who's thirty and thirty-one? Looking at all their advanced stuff, Eli, Eli and Flacco, Flacco? thirty and Eli at thirty. I have Eli thirty-one. Okay. Eli just, at 31. I okay, just, so I have been yeah. long known as the Eli hater, but you think that Eli is, of the 32 starting quarterbacks, the only one worse than in the entire NFL is the guy on Buffalo who's never started before. I think he has Yeah, I think he has the lowest upside. I think if my goal was to win a game tomorrow, I would never pick him. Um, okay. One, like, just generally going to get worse with age. Two, literally got benched for Geno Smith last year. Um, he's... He's not good. Look, far be it for um, me to be the Eli defender. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, you defend Eli. Yeah, that's that's what okay. I look. Last I named year, my third uh, son after him. Yes, completion percentage lowest in 4 years. 23 interceptions plus fumbles last year. That's insane. Okay. Uh, a not career good. low minus his aborted rookie season. Now, to be fair, he didn't have Odell one. last year. Yeah. He's added this year. He's added a top three receiver, a top five running back, yeah. another receiver. He's added yeah. a lot of weapons. And a really good tight end. Now, that uh, doesn't make him better as a player, but it's going to make his numbers look no, better. No, it doesn't make him better. Yeah, no, I, his numbers will definitely be better. Yeah. But but they fell off a, a, a cliff last year. Yeah, they did. Can I give you his Can I give you yes, his three-year trend of his CQBR plus? Yes. In 2015, it was 103, yes. so 3% above average, which yes. is about peak and Eli you're saying 100 is average. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in 2016, 97, so 3% below average, a drop of six points, not ideal. Mm-hmm. And last year, 90, mm-hmm. which uh, was the only player, again, who was worse than 90 was Mitchell Trubisky among guys who were full-time starters. Yeah. Okay, so, so I mean that really you know meshes with what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean yeah, of course there's a chance that Eli has like a, oh my god Eli's back 28 touchdown 14 interception season, but if he does I'll just you know that means Saquon Barkley is rookie of the year and like MVP. Candidate. All right, so you have Eli at 31, I have him at 26, and um, I have him ahead of four guys. I have him ahead of Flacco, who I have at 30, and you also have at 30, right? Yeah, I mean I, I haven't heard much about Lamar Jackson yet, but Flacco's had one above average season in his entire career, and it was many years ago. So I don't know what we're doing with him. He's Flacco's really not young. He's thirty three. Yeah. Uh, okay. So last season, completion percentage still there. Uh, Eighteen touchdowns, thirteen interceptions. His average yards, which per which attempt, is really bad in today's NFL. Yeah, his average yards per attempt was five point seven two. That's also really. I bad. mean, that's and he's I supposed to be a guy who throws the ball down the field. Shocking. Yeah, he's supposed to be a guy down throw down the field. They didn't do that. Now, again, one thing that you have in common with Manning, Trubisky, and Flacco is like historically bad receivers. Once Eli lost his entire team last year, like they had no NFL receivers. All all three of those guys, basically, especially the other two. Flacco had probably better options once Eli's went down than the other guys. Is it possible that Flacco turns it around and looks a little bit more like? I don't know, 2015 Joe Flacco, which wasn't so good. Yeah, I guess. But I, I just think you know what you're – I just think in terms of upside, you know what you're getting. Like there's no there's no real room for improvement with Joe Flacco. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, so let's can we talk about the next couple guys on my list? Yeah, so I had McCown at 28, where, and you already said McCown. Oh, oh, okay. Cause I have, so I have Darnold at 28. Fine. Yeah. I mean, a man, I hope if Darnold could be McCown at, straight out of training camp, like in an actual race, not just like management anointing him, that would make me happy. Like, if you're better on day 20 than Josh McCown, that's pretty good. That's a really good sign. People underrate, I think, training camp. The preseason stats don't matter, but how guys look day in and day out in, in training camp, I think people do underrate. I think it's sort of it's one of those things where a guy can look really bad, but a guy can't. And that that means something. But if a guy looks really good, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I agree. I agree. If you look, yeah. if you can't dominate training camp, you can't dominate in the league. You can you can look amazing in training camp, and you know receivers like oh he's blowing by the corner and like do nothing. Yeah. But if you're bad in training, it's the same thing with summer league in the NBA. Summer league doesn't mean anything if if you're good, right? But if you if you can't dominate summer league, you are not ready for the NBA. Yeah, the guys who were putting up like twenty one, eleven, and eleven, they could still be in the G League, but the the guys who were like going two for eleven and not dominating, they should not be anywhere near the NBA. Yeah, hundred percent of the time. All right, let's. Uh, so uh, number twenty nine yeah. on my list, and he's number thirty because I have him mm-hmm. behind one of the rookies, is uh, Pat Mahomes. Now, where do you have Pat Mahomes? Very, I, really, very few. Com- I have Mahomes at twenty six. Uh, That's pretty just high. On, you know. Yeah, just on the upside, but I really don't know what to expect. Obviously, if I'm not ranking rookies, he's easily the hardest guy to rank here because he's got less experience than anybody, even A.J. McCarron. Yeah, in no limited t- time, no he did thing. not look they great last year. They seem to really year. like him for what that's worth. Yeah, so th- this is the reason that I have him, frankly, at 29 and not lower, right? The reason I have him ahead of Josh Rosen and you know some of these other rookies is because Andy Reid, whatever else you think about him, has always been good at picking quarterbacks, has always been good at developing yeah. quarterbacks has always gotten the best out of every quarterback, whether it was McNabb, whether it was Alex Smith. And he made the decision to trade Alex Smith and take Pat Mahomes, which is almost sort of like the same when Jim Harbaugh made the decision to keep Kaepernick and get rid of Alex Smith, which at the time people thought was nuts. And it turned out at least, you know, until uh, Colin Kaepernick started exercising his First Amendment rights, uh, was it was a good decision. So for that reason, I'm, I'm prone to give Andy Reid the benefit of the doubt. But we haven't seen anything from Patrick Mahomes yet. So if, if, if I in week one had to choose a quarterback to start for my team, I'd rather have like Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield, right? The consensus top quarterbacks in this year's draft. And yeah. I'd rather have any established veteran other than Joe Flacco. Yeah. You know, I just don't see I don't see how you can put him. I'd rather have Eli Manning than Patrick Mahomes. Hopefully that's not the case by the end of the year, but in week one. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um I got no strong Mahomes takes. Oh, who's your twenty seven right. or twenty eight? Right. So, well, twenty eight I have Darnold. Twenty seven I have right. Ryan Tannehill. All right, that's a bad take. It's a really bad take. Why where do you have him? Um, I have Tannehill at 21, 22. What? I have Tannehill at 22, but I, I actually think there's a big gap between him and some of the guys. Okay. First of all, I don't, yeah. now a quarterback missing a season is not the same as some other positions where, where it would be a big deal to miss a season. Well, it totally depends on the, on, first of all, it totally depends on what the reason that he missed yeah, the season. Yeah, obviously if he's not yeah. healthy, but if he, if he, you know, if he is as healthy now as, as, you know, 12 months ago pre-injury, he had two really good years in 24 and 2015. Okay, 2015, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. What are you talking about? No, he was fine. 2015? No. 2015, yeah. his... No, 2015, his CQB was 94. The only worst oh, quarterback... Chester quarterback rating. He was oh, good. No, he wasn't. He was, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in football. He was complete passes. His, oh his, his, average, his, his average attempt was really good. Touchdown interception ratio was really good. He was fine. He was a totally league average, slightly 18th best whatever quarterback. No, hold on. I'm, I'm opening up... The 2015 quarterback rankings, okay? 
Let's Are get, these your quarterback rankings? Let's get some opening up music, okay? Are you trying to beat me with your own logic? No, 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 no. I'm going to cite all the, the, the common statistics, okay? I mean, his last season, he, he completed 67% of okay, his Okay, we're not talking about 2016. Four. We're talking about 2015. He had, he had his career okay. best year. Hold on. In 2015, when his team went 6-10, and 10, first of all, yeah. he had... He had um, I mean, first of all, he's got a really good offensive mind who was not there yet. Okay. He had 25 touchdowns, 15 turnovers, okay? Mm-hmm. 25-15, again, in today's NFL, that's not good, okay? He, Listen, he had his best. He had his best career season with Adam Gaze. Then he missed the season with Adam Gaze. Now Gaze is an established guy. Okay. In my opinion, a very good offensive coach, and I, I think he's going to have a really good year. Okay. I T- think I think Tannehill is the new Jay Cutler on Jay Cutler's best day. Like, okay. So if you have him, you're kind of stuck. Look, you've always been high on him. You're the one who picked him to win the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, or go to it at least. Yes, true. Um, true. In 2016, his his quarterback rating was 101. So he was he was he was a slightly above average quarterback. He was below average in 2015. Above, the last time he played, he was slightly above average. I think that's a pretty good argument in his favor. Okay, but that's two years ago. And if er- he's not healthy, he's going to be a disaster. Every single slippage, oh, Hold on. Every single every single person above him on this list has been an above-average yeah. quarterback in the last two years, except for Jameis and Eli, who are the two spots directly ahead of him. So right. if you want to say that he should be 25 instead of 27, fine. But there's not a single guy who we'll hasn't been above average. we guys in a minute, but, but to me, there's still room for improvement. He is only 20. He's, he just turned 30. He uh, lost his week. best receiver. Yeah, he's not even young anymore. He's not young, but he, he has very little mileage. Yeah. He's only played eight, seven, seven games. Yeah. Okay. Parts of five. Seasons. Fine. So I have him at 27. I have Eli at 26. I have Jameis at 25. Jameis. So I have Tyrod, tw- Tyrod 27. Okay. We already said Mahomes 26, and I also have Jameis 25. Jameis yeah. has 45 fumbles and INTs in the last two okay. years. Okay. Tyrod Taylor, the worst year of his career, which was his past year, is better than the best year of Tannehill's career. Tyrod Taylor has never been a below-average quarterback, has always put up the numbers. Now the Bills fans say, oh, don't look at the numbers, like watch the game tape. Like I understand what his limitations are, but you have to take you have to appreciate his benefits, his, his advantages. Yeah, it's like I think Tyrod Taylor is still getting better, and I, I think we've seen exactly what we're getting from Tyrod Taylor. Okay, what we've seen from Tyrod Taylor is literally he never turns the ball over. He's the most secure quarterback in the NFL. He never yeah. turns the ball over. Okay, do you remember that comeback on, I think it was a Sunday night for the Bills against the Jets? We had like three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he has the ability to air the ball out a little bit. Um, again, Tyrod Taylor is not going to be a top 10 quarterback, but he's not going to be a bottom 10 quarterback either. So I have him at 20. No, he's not going to be bottom 10. Yeah, I have him at 22. And again, he's not going to be starting for long anyways. Uh, Jameis, so let's yeah, talk about Jameis. I'm doing this by upside, and Tyrod's upside, in my opinion, is very limited. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jameis, like I said, 45 turnover. He's a turnover machine. Where, where do you have him? No sign that he's getting better. 25th. Okay, it's 25, yeah. yeah. Jameis Winston has never been an average NFL quarterback. No, I, and it's crazy because we went into the season last year having to watch on Hard Knocks how they were talking about him as an MVP candidate. Yeah, he's also yeah, an I asshole. I think it's in him, but that's another. He's story. a bad. He's a really bad guy. Yeah, this could really fall off. The, the wheels could fall off this year if he is a bad year. I don't know what I do if I'm the Bucks. Yeah, he could be in another uniform next year. Yeah, and not even as a starter. And he's also one mistake away from basically being out of the league. Yeah. So 25 uh, is where I have him. Um, 24. I have Blake Portals. Mm-hmm. So I have Sam Bradford. Is Bradford in your in your rankings? Yeah. We'll get so to you him. haven't said him yet. No, he's he's much higher. My pro- Bradford is. I I think the Akiva and Chester of thirty years from now will look at Bradford and be like, "Wow, he was a really good player that no one ever appreciated," and they'll be right. I think. Wait, so I, people are going to say that about us thirty years from now? Explain that to me. No, they're going to say, "Oh my God, these guys suck." But, <laughs> but well, I, here's the thing about Bradford: when he's healthy, last yeah. year. In week one against New Orleans, he looked like the greatest quarterback of all time. 
And then he was basically out for the rest of the year, right? Yeah, you could you could put him pretty much anywhere on a one-game basis. Yeah. The reason I have him 24 is you're starting to hear rumblings that the knees are just totally Yeah, going. they might be. In 2016, and by the way, he set the NFL record for completion percentage. Now, it was all dump-offs, yes. but he also had the worst receive, He had the worst offensive line in the league. He had the worst running game, I think, in the NFL since 1992 or something like that, and he stayed healthy. So yeah, yeah, they could if, run the ball. If he stays healthy, he's an above-average quarterback, and that's a massive if, and I have him at number 19, which I think is about fair because, you know, he'll, he'll be healthy for a couple games, he'll look really good, then he'll it's get fine, injured. But if you're saying who would you rather have, you'd rather staying healthy is a skill you'd rather have. Yeah, these guys it's have. for a season or a game, I guess, is the question here. And is our ranking yeah, for a season true. or for a game? All right. I, I did it for a season. All right, so I have Blake so Bortles Brad, at 24. Where do you have Blake Bortles? I have him all the way up at 20, but I, I do think all that's, these guys are. That's not a huge difference. Yeah, uh, Blake Bortles. Huge difference. Let, let's look at his history. 2014. Well, hold on. 2014, he puts up that massive fantasy season. Not great, you know, uh, yeah. tradition, but whatever. He was pretty good. He was not above good average. In real life. Just, just 2015, but, but he was, was really garbage time stats. Yeah. 2015, he was bad. 2016, he was really bad. And then last year, he had a big bounce back. You know, last year he was he was I, mean, I would he was a say league average quarterback last year. Yeah, and, and in the playoffs, look what he did in Pittsburgh. Look what he did in New England. Like he, he looked really good in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, he looked very competent. Yeah, he uh, he improved so much from seventeen to sixteen. The team now has some skill. Now we're not really ranking him on base on on what the team has, but the team has a lot of wide receiver twos, and they have Fournette. Um. I, yeah, I mean the twentieth is not crazy. You could if you put him at twenty five, I'm not going to yell either. If he's if there's still room for improvement, then then something really cool could happen this year with Jacksonville. But I'm not I, this that may have been his career year. Last year may have been Bortles' best year. Well, that's not great for him because again he was like league average. Now the guy I have one spot ahead of him, Andy Dalton, at 23. Yeah, I've Dalton at 23 too. Dalton has been about a league average quarterback the last couple of years, but in 2015, as we said, he probably wins the MVP if he doesn't get injured. Yeah, I think he wins the MVP, but he's trending in in just a disastrous direction on an old team. Yeah, but the point is that like. I think that Andy Dalton is the best case scenario of Blake Bortles, and we've actually Crazy seen Dalton's Dal- the same age as Bradford. Yeah, but we've actually and, seen and Dalton do it, and we haven't seen Bortles do it, which is why I have him one spot ahead. But again, yeah, there's Dalton not a huge. Played difference. the whole year last year. He he played the whole year last year. He completed under sixty percent of his passes, which is insane, and it was not because they were throwing deep because he did not. Um, yeah, I mean his tight end was also injured. He didn't have a second receiver. You know his running game was disastrous. Yeah, no, they don't have yeah. a great team, but he had better. He honestly had better players than a lot of the guys we've mentioned yeah. so far. Uh, is is there a, a chance? I don't think he's ever going to bounce back to 2015, but there's definitely a chance he could bounce back to his 2016 numbers, which again have him as like the 17th best quarterback in the league, probably. Hello. Yeah. Hello? I, yeah, I, I didn't hear Can you for the last like minute. But I think it's I it, I just finished on Dalton, so you could keep, go on. I didn't, I didn't say anything that needs real. Okay, all right. So after Dalton, I have Tyra Taylor twenty two, who you you already said you had lower. Is there anybody you have twenty two or below? We haven't said yet. No, everyone. Uh, we 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 both have the same top twenty one. Okay, all right, twenty one, and this is the one where I think there can be some controversy. I have Jared Goff. I've got at eighteen. Okay, that's fine. fine. I have Case Keenum twenty one. Where do you have Case? I have Keenum? Case Keenum eighteen. That's fine. And the, okay. these it, are both similar matter. guys in different ways in that before last season, they had never been a good NFL quarterback. And last season, they were both pro yeah. bowlers. And in both cases, the question is validly asked, was it them or was it the team and the surroundings that they had? Yeah, we're going to find out. Now, Jared Goff, I, I, to I be fair, Jared Goff has the like same the surroundings answer. this year. In fact, he's added a better receiver to his core. 
Keenum isn't even Foles, right? Foles had had like a, an iconic season for Philly or something. Keenum, Keenum well, Keenum had the iconic season last year. That that was his iconic yeah, season. Yeah, but that could have been completely system based, and I think we're going to find out. Well, we'll find and out Keenum pretty quickly. Might, in week eight, Keenum might go from twenty-one to thirty-one on this list. It's entirely possible. Like Keenum's basement. He's a career. He, basement he's is, a career backup bad. coming into last season, and he was a third stringer last season for the Vikings. Yeah. Right. So yeah, this could yeah it could get ugly for Keenum. Yeah, so that's fine. Um, but um, so Jared Goff, the reason I have him twenty one is because even though he was really good and he was really really good last year, like if he puts up another ten years like he did in last season, he'll be a Hall of Famer. Um, or, mm-hmm. the reason I have him only at twenty one is because again we've seen one great year from a lot of guys in this area, whether it's Andy Dalton, whether it's Case Keenum, and also because he was so historically bad as a rookie. He also he just strikes me as like really really incredibly dumb from like when he was on Hard Knocks as a rookie. And it's hard for me to get over that <laughs> from a quarterback. I think we put too much credit into hard knocks. We got the Browns on hard knocks starting next yeah. week. We're going yeah, to have them in the Super Bowl by week two. Yeah. Uh, um, so I have Jared Goff yeah, 21. No, the, the problem but. to me with Goff, I would, I'm such a big McVay guy that I, I think any guy in the league would have put up the numbers Goff did last year. Yeah, well, we'll see. Like I, That's why we do this I, I, in I, the this, preseason. Then we do it in midseason. We have a chance to readjust. He's still really young. He's 23. I mean, yeah. There's rookies coming in over there. All right. Uh, number 20, I have Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I'm much higher on Jimmy. I have Jimmy at 15. I think Jimmy's ceiling is just insanely higher than some of these guys we've seen. So Jimmy Garoppolo's ceiling is higher than Jared Goff, the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, who in his second season was a top 10 quarterback. So if we were an NFL franchise and you and I were the co-GMs, yeah. uh, and we had a, and there was a draft and we had to choose between Jimmy Garoppolo or Jared Goff, I think we'd choose Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I have him one spot ahead we of Goff. definitely debate but, but what I'm I saying know, is, I think, but you I have him significantly higher. I think we pick Garoppolo. For, especially for a season, because now you could argue, well, Goff is more experienced, so Garoppolo might. I mean, might, Go- Go- Goff's resume again. There has to be a reason he was the number one overall pick. There has to be a reason that he played as well as he did last year. Garoppolo played well in six games, but people are getting a little ahead of themselves with that seven to five touchdown interception ratio. I yeah. think, in, you know, in, in what was effectively all garbage I, time. I still think I, I still think his ceiling is the moon compared to Goff. All right, well, I, I, I'm not doing this on ceiling. If you I'm put doing Garoppolo, on... if you put Garoppolo with McVeigh, he would be the MVP this year. I have no doubt of that. Okay. Well, I have them on where they are right now. Number 19, I have Sam Bradford. I already said uh, game versus season, you know, health of his knees, et cetera. Number 18, I have Case Keenum. I already said anybody that you that um you have above 18 that we have. Yeah, mentioned? I have Carr at 19. Where do you have Carr? Okay, I have Derek Carr at 14. Wow. So we've really flipped okay, on all these guys. Eli and Carr. Well, I mean, yeah. again, like Derek Carr was, again, he was a Pro Bowler in 2016 when his team went 12 and 4. Last year, I'm a little nervous he really him. struggled, but he was, still in a, he was still an average quarterback. Literally, his CQBR plus was 100.1. So he was literally an average quarterback last year. You think this year Carr is a better quarterback than Garoppolo and Goff? I'm not sure. I think that he has a longer tracker. I'm not he's sure been, either. He's been at least an average quarterback for three seasons, right? He has not ever been mm-hmm. a terribly below average quarterback. He has sort of the the resume that Goff has that Garoppolo did not really have. You know, Garoppolo wasn't like you know a top ten pick. Um, there's not a huge difference between these guys. He honestly. was also really bad in December. Like he sort of fell apart last year. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, 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 I don't judge honestly. Other, notwithstanding the fact that he used to cite these numbers for Teddy Bridgewater all the time because he was really good in December. I don't care if you're better in December yeah. than in September. You need to win all the games. You don't get bonus. No, points. I understand, yeah. but I but like, what's wrong? Yeah. Like, is something wrong? I'm not saying that... Well, there was a lot wrong with that team. Except I mean, they got a new coach. They got a new... Well, I, you know, yeah. now, I have no idea what to the expect from Gruden. new coach is a moron, though. Yeah. Their new coach could yeah. be a complete moron, and it could be a complete disaster. And Derek Carr... I mean, he might be a moron, and they might be good this year. Like, it could be a disastrous coaching hire that still starts well, just a lot of times coaching yeah, hires, I don't know. you know. You so, that's fine. So, I I, so I have him at 14. You have him at 19, you said? Yeah, I don't have such strong feelings okay. about 18, Carr. 18, you have like golf, you said. 17, I have Marcus Mariota. 
Where do I have Mariota? Where do you have Marcus Mariota? 17. Oh, okay. So we're exactly the same on him. I think he's slightly overrated as a runner, especially uh, if you want him to really be your long-term quarterback, you basically have to make him stop running soon. He actually didn't fumble last season as a QB. Yeah. Uh, he fumbled running once or twice. Yeah, but so he was really, okay, he was really, really good in his sophomore season. And last year, he was not good. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. Like, he got significantly worse from year two to year three. Why is that? Yeah, it's, same thing with Jameis where it stagnated, I, partially because their coach was an embarrassment. But they've gone, he's gone nine and seven two years in a row with, without, you know. But Jameis, to be not, fair, not, has been consistently mediocre. Mariota went from yeah. mediocre to really good back to mediocre. So that's what worries me a little. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like Mariota here. It would be a really tough decision if you said who would you rather have for this year, Mariota or Goff. That's yeah. a tough call, honestly. All right. Yeah, these guys are all set. Now, number 16, I have probably one of the like biggest variance guys on this list, Deshaun Watson. See, I have, a, I have the other big variance guy. I have Luck at 16. Oh, I have Luck at 15. And I have Watson at, I have, I have Watson at 14. Okay, so I we just, have these guys the same place. Ceiling is, luck ceiling is four, right? Luck ceiling is better than Russell Wilson or Matt Ryan. If well, no. Luck, I mean, uh, Luck is continues to be one of the most overrated players in football. He had, you know... I I agree, but I still think his ceiling is, is incredibly high. Yeah. Luck's best days are as good as, as anyone's best But days. he's also Sam Bradford. We don't know if he can throw the ball at all. Like, they celebrate when he throws oh, a mini football around. Yeah, no. If he's injured, then who cares? But he, and he played a full played season in 2015 and was a bottom three quarterback that year. Mm, yeah, no, it's it, it's complicated. That's why I have him yeah. in the middle. Okay, no, we, we have and him I, in the same I, place. If you want to put him 32, I don't even Okay, care. now Watson, Watson only, you know, played even fewer games than Garoppolo, frankly, right? Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. That team was literally the worst team, like had the worst quarterback situation in football, had the worst offense in football, and he took over, and immediately they had the best offense in football. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Now again, we had the whole conversations last year about what was the coaching staff thinking and how can you decide through a whole you know training camp and preseason that you know that Watson can't have the uh, you know get the job and then a quarter into the regular season yeah, yeah and then you immediately switch we just yeah. forgetting about all that he has the job his his CQBR last year was 120 which was second only to Drew Brees excuse me third mm-hmm. Drew Brees and Alex Smith. Uh, he was really, 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 really good in limited play. So it's a bit of a risk. Six, he's not going to be 16 by midseason. He'll either be, I think he'll either be like 6 or he'll be like 22 probably, right? I don't think he'll be 22. I will say that a lot of what they did was unsustainable. Like there's never been a guy who just basically throws a bomb in every single play. Uh, I mean, yeah, there is. Randall Cunningham in 1998. Now he had Randy Moss. Yeah, I, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, basically Randall Cunningham. Yeah, or, or, or Tom Brady in 2007 also, but again, he had Randy Moss, so. So if I'm being a little hypocritical because Deshaun Watson's ceiling is like number one in the entire league. Like yeah. if Deshaun Watson can improve on what he was doing last year, like the Texans shut just it down in the Super Bowl. Basically. Yeah, like there's no there's it was it was absurd, but so absurd. To first of all, he threw eight interceptions and 200 passes. Yeah, that's not great. Hey, can we talk about that AFC South for a second? I mean, we're going to get to our team previews and our season preview, you know, in the next week or two. Yeah, I don't want to waste but, too much. But here, it's just yeah. it, the variance you have. With Indy, you know, with the Colts, with Andrew Luck, with with, with the Texans, well, with the Deshaun Jaguars Watson. are a no variance yeah. team because they don't rely on anybody basically. Well, but the Jaguars are a team. Yeah. I mean, you know, Bill Barnwell just talked about them. They went to the AFC Championship, probably could have won it, and they are probably gonna be much yeah. better this year. They had bad luck last year. Yeah, no, I agree. They're not a high. They're but they're not a high variance team. This has been a division that well, they are because because you know Bortles could be the worst quarterback in the league again. Uh, this has been a division that has been a comical joke for years and years. You know, the Jacksonville Titans game was always a must view on um, a must Thursday night schedule. All of a sudden. You know, and we haven't even discussed Tennessee, who went nine and seven last year. Like this could be a really good division. Oh, I mean, you're not going to get any disagreements. All right, okay. I mean, you got Watson, Mariota, and Luck. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number fourteen, I have Derek Carr. We already discussed. Number thirteen, who do you have? 
Um, uh, Kirk Cousins. Okay, I have him at nine. That's fine. Um, you know, he had his worst season last year. He was still five percent better than the average quarterback. But you know, it I is, think we're about to overrate him a lot. I I, I just overrate think, him. I, I think he's going. He, he's I, yeah, in I the think. preseason right now. He's been dramatically underrated by everybody. I think. No, what I'm saying is week six, they're going to be five and one because their team is incredible. And people are going to be like, oh, Kirk Cousins is amazing. We're really like Cousins has sort of been he had a great situation when McVay was his coordinator. And now he's in this situation of like a super team, basically. And I I think the truth is that Kirk Cousins is just like a very slightly above average. Quarterback. OK, so hold on. Uh, this is not a going to be like in the MVP talk. It, hold if, on. Listen, this is not this is not this is not this is not. Three, hold on. This is not a Vikings preview podcast on, yet. But op- okay. open up the Viking schedule for a second, because you you said they're going to start five and one. Okay. No, let's not even open up. I don't want to open them schedule. No, so but I'm just pointing out if they start five games. and one, then he is the MVP because yeah. in the first six weeks they're playing okay. at Green Bay, at the Rams, at the Eagles. Mm-hmm. They have a. But you re- get my point. Like no, but I don't get. They're going to start. They're going to start two and three. This team and people are going to say, oh, it was a fluke last year, and then they're going to end up, you know, eleven and five or whatever. I think their schedule's really really right. tough to start the season. Uh, look. The, the the question with him, and it's sort of the same with Goff, and, and, and not with Sean McVay, of course, but also with Keenum, like how much is it a coach and a system? Because Kirk Cousins, like let's be honest, he has gotten worse three years in a row. And he's not even like in his 30s, so it's not that he's getting old. Yeah. Now, the big difference yeah. is that he lost McVay, but the other big difference is his entire team yeah. was injured. He didn't have any receivers at all last year. Right. He's getting into a I better system, so his numbers should go up, and I think you're saying that because his numbers are going to prove he's going to become overrated. Diggs, Thielen, Randolph, Cook. I mean, it's a pretty good situation yeah. to go into. But he, yeah, but he's already. But see, my argument is that he's already underrated. So I think that he will go from underrated to properly rated. I think I have. Right, but this this is like a this is like a very stupid pill. Okay, player. fine. Uh, to me, he's he's very similar to like Matthew Stafford, Philip Rivers. He's that kind of a guy. Okay. He's slightly uh, number twelve. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's slightly above average. Number twelve. Can, I have. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> we'll get this right by episode five thousand. Yeah. Number twelve. I have Dak. Uh, you probably have Dak a little bit higher. I have no problem with that. I just I don't know if Dak's ceiling is through the moon. I'm obviously nervous that he got much worse in, season, in, well, in okay. year two than, than I have him at eight. Season. So it's not that much higher. But let me just reiterate, as I said on last week's podcast when we made fun of Sean, his rookie season was the best rookie season in the NFL probably ever. Yeah, uh, at least at least since Otto last year. Like just forget about his rookie season. Okay, Look hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But guy. he was better as a rookie than Deshaun Watson was. He was better as a rookie than Jared Goff was yeah. as a second year than Jimmy Garoppolo was last year. Like his rookie season was better than all of those. And by the way, last year our memories are that he sucked. The first six seven weeks he was really good. He struggled a lot in the middle of the season when, by the way, their all pro left tackle was out and their all pro running back was out. For the season, yeah. he was still his his, his CQPR plus is one hundred six point four. He was still a well above average quarterback. He was better for the season than Kirk Cousins. He was better for the season than uh, you know than Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. Obviously, way better than Jameis and Eli and you know guys like that. So he wasn't. And, you know, and I will say he's for whatever reason he's insanely underrated as a runner. Like he has six rushing touchdowns both seasons. He ran for six point three yards per carry last year and over fifty yeah. carries without a fumble. I mean he he doesn't turn so the ball over I very much. He doesn't underrated. throw a lot of interceptions. Here's the problem. He has the reverse Cousins issue. He yeah, might be great this year, and that team has no talent other than Zeke. Yeah, Bill Barnwell. Bill Barnwell did a ranking of every team's like receivers, tight ends, run, like sort of like skill position guys who yes. quarterbacks are throwing to. Yeah, and I think that he had the, the I think he had the Cowboys thirty one or thirty two, and Cowboys fans were really pissed about no, it. The but Jets yeah. were thirty two, I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Jets fans were not pissed about that we, at all. No, it's reasonable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Dak does not have a lot of weapons, and so he's almost in like a Russell Wilson situation. Like you know, let's see, let's see you do it with no with no help. Okay, 
Yeah. All right. So you haven't said Alex Smith yet. I'm a bit surprised. We've like flipped our roles you on know, all these guys. Well, I have Cam at 11 and Alex Smith at 10. Okay. I have Alex Smith at 13, so not a huge difference. I mean, uh, I agree I flipped because I was I was looking at his at all of his metrics today. So hold on. So I I, I I just want to He hasn't had a 10 so interception you, you season like, this decade. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to ask you That's a question. That's insane. You think, because yeah. no one else in America thinks this, you think that the Redskins made, excuse me, the R words, made the right decision by going from Kirk Cousins to Alex Smith. You think they improved at quarterback? Well, I don't like getting older ever. Yeah. Especially in the NFL. Yeah. But for one year, I think I think uh, it, could Cousins have done all the things that Smith did on the Chiefs? Yeah, well, I, well, I mean, so. I well, okay. Smith, Smith's over. floor is lower because Smith has the highest floor of any quarterback in the league, probably, right? Right, basically. But his ceiling like is much, much lower. Yeah. Even last year, yeah, these guys are all the same. Even I last year, when when by stats, even the, last year when by stats by like you know the Chester stat, you know Alex Smith was arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. Even last year, he still nobody would have said he was a top five quarterback, even when he was literally the best quarterback. Yeah. You know what? What? Right. Yeah. He, I mean, he doesn't throw the ball down the field. He doesn't turn the ball over. Um, Cam, I have at number twelve. I'm surprised we're both so high on Cam. Like Cam was was a superstar two in two, three years ago by now. I'll, I'll tell you what I think I'm giving him a pass on, and yeah. then you are. I, he didn't have a, he didn't have a team last year. I mean, Benjamin doesn't work out. They trade him. Yeah. Uh, they just they he had no receivers. And who does he have this point. year? I mean, I, listen, but that's not his fault. It's his problem, but it's not his fault. But in 2015, he had nobody. Benjamin was out the whole year, and he, the, he had the running, 40 which touchdowns. I think will eventually slow down. Hasn't partially because we've never seen someone look, who physically like like Vic broke down in terms of being able to yeah, run. He was smaller, yeah. You know, no. Call Pepper was, was like Cam Newton size, but he wasn't as you know he didn't have the maneuverability. No, he was never as dynamic. Yeah, obviously running. As yeah. As um, so, but uh, yeah, Cam, but listen, complete sixty percent of your passes, Cam. If you yeah, want that's to. the problem. Like he's not accurate, and also like like it's been three years since he's been an average NFL quarterback. So I think we're giving him a little bit benefit of the doubt. I have him at twelve. You have him at eleven. I mean, it's a little bit favorable. Do we have the same top nine. Uh, I don't know. Well, I, I'm not even up to there. I, I still Philip Rivers at eleven, Matthew Stafford at ten. Oh no. Okay. I have so Kirk I Cousins well, at have, nine. All right, so. so. I think we're really underrating Stafford. I have Stafford at seven, okay. and Rivers at nine. All right, Stafford uh, is coming off his. Probably the best season of his career, okay? Yeah. And it was significantly worse. By the way, seven straight seasons where he's played every game. Okay. Incredible for a guy. That, that, that has value. That's the, that's the value that Eli's always brought. Stafford has always been, to mm-hmm. me, solidly about the 10th best quarterback in the league. But Stafford's best season of his career is significantly worse, like almost an entire standard deviation worse than Kirk Cousins was you know, under Sean McVay a couple of years ago. Yeah. Do you know who Stafford is to me? Stafford is like Steven Strasburg. Like his numbers are basically the exact same every single year and he's never the Cy Young, but he's always like a B plus plus. Yeah, I don't don't like that analogy because Strasburg in theory has the potential because you don't fall baseball. No, because Strasburg in theory has the potential to be a Cy Young. And Stafford will never be a top five quarterback. Like I'm a Vikings fan, I see Stafford. I, I, I see Stafford agree. all the time. I would rather on my team have Cousins and Stafford, just because I think that. Sta- I don't know. Oh no, I don't agree. I mean, look, I have I'm nine really, and Stafford ten. Stafford feels like he's been around forever. He's the same age as all those guys we were talking about before. Yeah. Uh, again, like Dalton, he's thirty. Look at his numbers compared to Kirk Cousins in 2015 and 2016. Oh, he's gonna have like. And he had Calvin Johnson back then still. He has Golden Tate who's very like If Stafford has longevity, he's gonna own like every NFL record. Yeah, it's exactly like Eli. If you play sixteen games a year. For your no, whole but career, Eli doesn't have any NFL record. Stafford is going to have, and Stafford basically. Yeah, but Eli's, but Eli's going to finish in the top five in yards, in touchdowns, and everything. He I mean, better do it in the first six weeks this year. <laughs> Why? Um, what does that mean? I don't know. Predicting injury, I have no idea. Oh. Um, uh, his numbers are almost identical the last five. All seasons. right, now where do you have Philip Rivers? But last year he basically decided to bomb it out. 
Uh, I have Rivers all the. I have Rivers at nine. So you're really I buying it. I mean, do you remember six. two years ago everybody said Philip Rivers was done? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't. I, but, I but, thought he was I mean, done. But he now, was, he was a below average quarterback year after year after year. He'd be good in September, then he'd fall apart. Last year he yeah, bounced back. He had his best season in a long time. But he's also because getting they old. have they have some competent players around him now. Yeah, but they've always had confident players around him. Yeah, but they were able to stay healthy on offense last year. Yeah, well, Keenan Allen never says healthy, but yeah. Uh, I mean, look, we, we have these guys all about the same. Yeah, to me, Stafford, Rivers, Cousins are all sort of the same thing to me. They're all like the tenth best quarterback. So uh, I think I think I just think that's a little too nice for Cousins. Like putting Cousins in Stafford and Rivers, who've done it a zillion times, versus Cousins, who's done it like twice. It, no, the, not, uh, again, Stafford has never had a season remotely close to what Cousins did in 2016 and 2015. Okay, Philip Rivers has had much better seasons, but it was in 2008, like literally a decade ago by now. So, all right, who else? Who else? Who are we up to? All right, so number eight, eight, number eight, I have Dak. So I think we both have the same top seven. Is that correct? I think so. We might, by the way, we might have the t- same top seven in order. Okay, we might be done. All right, we're gonna say seven on the count of three. No, I have right? Stafford at seven, so we don't have this. No, I have Stafford oh. at seven. So then, who do you have at eight? Wentz. Oh, okay, I have Wentz at six. Um, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm giving, I'm demoting Wentz because I don't know how healthy he is. I, and it seems like the rush. But that doesn't count for Tannehill for you for some reason. He's 100% back in your opinion. Yeah, Tannehill got injured 12 months ago, not like seven months ago. I will point out that Carson Tannehill Wentz. already missed his time. Carson Wentz got a lot of credit as a rookie basically for not being Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. But he was not great as a rookie. Now, he played all 16 games. You no, know, not at all. Yeah, yeah. people were he, just relieved that he was, like, average. Yeah, well, but I he think. wasn't average. Like, like, again, I have a CQBR from of 87 that year. So he was for one a, of the worst. For a rookie quarterback. Yeah, he, yeah. And then last year he was really good. But his mm-hmm. advanced numbers did, did not look as good as sort of his peripheral numbers because he was on, like, the best team in football. Um, his numbers were not – were basically the same as, you know, Case Keenum and uh, – uh, actually, as Jared Goff. So I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves by putting him all the way up at six. Yeah, no, I think if you're completing 60% of your passes, which is what Wentz did last year, then his numbers weren't sustainable. 60% seven is like yards the, of pass like and the required margin of today's NFL is a minimum. Is, and by the way, in only 13 games, it, it's completely uh, it's unsustainable. Now, he could get better, and he could complete 68% of his passes, and he could they could air him out. Uh, he could be number four uh, in October. Like, if he's healthy and he's playing well, like he could easily move up some of the old guys on this list. Uh, uh, pa- yeah, again, it's the guys, same as Andy Dalton in 2015. He was quite likely going to be, if not win the MVP, you know, be in the top three before he got injured. So, yeah, th- that's fine. I have him at six. Now, all redheads are the same to you. That's why you're saying that he's yeah. the same. Um, all right, so I have Roethlisberger at seven. And I have Roethlisberger at six. All right, so that's fine. Roethlisberger, I, we, I need to point out, he's getting old, but he has gotten better every single year of the last four years. He got oh, so I so I'm torn because I you know we saw last week the coaches and GMs had Roethlisberger at four on that list. I think right. Yeah, but they've had him too high forever. Um, I know, but but he's finally starting to justify it with the numbers. Destroyed, yes, he is. Roethlisberger destroyed a Jaguars defense that Brady could not figure out. I mean, look at his numbers. They were cartoon video game numbers. Okay, but that's one game on his best day. Bortles did incre- the. Yeah, but, it's one game. Come on. No, yeah, but he but he did it against the best defense in the NFL, not not what Bortles did. Um, yeah, I don't know if Jacksonville's defense is better than the Vikings. Ceiling team. is so high. The problem is, I I don't think he's I don't think he could make it through sixteen games anymore. Well, but look, he's I done it. He's, he's done it. All, very soon. When's the last time he played fewer than like fourteen games in a season? It's been a while. Yeah, but he's I, been I, remarkably I, I healthy. Know. I just have a I just have a bad feeling about this. All right, well then you're gonna have a bad feeling about the guys ahead of him because you know three of them are either very old or injury prone. So. Oh, true. I mean, they're definitely old. All right, definitely so we have the top five, and I'm I'm very confident we have them in the exact same order. So we're going to say... Oh, no question. On the count of three, we're both going to say number five. You ready? Okay. One, two, okay. yeah. three. Matt Ryan. 
Matt Ryan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, We're going to be the same. We failed to do that, but okay. Um, I'm surprised I had him this high. I've always said Matt Ryan was basically Matt Ryan was in the 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 Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Philip Rivers category of like you know around the tenth yeah. best quarterback. Then he was the best quarterback in the league in 2016. He took a big step back in 2017. But um, and and again, remember 2015, he was a below average quarterback. He was like 23rd or something. He, yeah. he had a really. So why do you have him? So you've been anti Ryan. Why do you have him so high? Be, just, just because his. He's, he's safer. He's safe. Well, he was bad yeah, three years ago, but he's safer than these guys. Uh, he's he's he, he doesn't get injured, so he has sort of the advantage of like a Matt Stafford. And but it, if he was the if he was the sixteenth best quarterback this season, you would not bat an eye. No, I would not bat an eye. Uh, we could basically flip the the Luck, Garoppolo, Watson, Cousins, Prescott, Newton. Yeah, like that. That's sixteen to eleven. To the five, five to sixteen, we could literally flip it this year. Even going down to Mario. Well, listen, we're doing this in July, and football doesn't start until yeah. September. So, hundred yeah. percent. I'm just saying, like these guys are so similar, yeah. and I think there's a lot more talent than the last time we did this. I think the league is pretty stacked because we haven't even talked about the rookies. Yeah, some of them are probably going to be good. Yeah. All right. So no, our number four, say at the same time, Russell Wilson, Ciara's husband. Okay. Wait, who? Who? Did, um, okay, yeah. Um, now he. Is tough to judge. His numbers, at least you know, in, in the last two seasons, have not been there compared to a lot of these guys. His numbers have not even been top ten. But we know that he has less weapons than anybody. He has a, no running game. He has no offensive line. Yeah, and it's he does everything no, by himself. I think it, he's the test to how much you know about football. Like if you have a list and you have Russell Wilson twelve, either you're like in the KKK, yeah. or you or you just don't no. It, it's it, it's called uh, it's called um a Tuesday morning quarterback now, isn't it? All right, what's it called? Monday morning quarterback. I completely screwed up that I, joke. I don't, I don't, Sorry. I don't, I don't, do they keep the name? The Peter King website. Um, I don't even know. All right, swing and a miss. Yeah. Uh, we'll edit that one out. Um, all right. But it's funny because like we make we made fun of them, but like what would make you go to Sports Illustrated's website now? Like yeah. at least Peter King the column sometimes would be interesting. Why yeah. would you go to that? All right. Website? Okay. So uh, I, there's nothing even to really uh, say about the way, these top four guys because they've been the same for so long, long right? In a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. Drew Brees. Uh, Brees three, Rodgers two, yeah. Brady Well, hold on. So Brees is another guy like Roethlisberger that, incredibly enough, has gotten better each of the last three years. Yeah. Now, with Brees, I think it's pretty clear that the weapons around him have gotten a lot better. But Yeah, what do you think about the weapons around him? I mean, we'll talk. Let's save it for the Saints podcast. All right. right? Okay. So, yeah. So Brees. People are so high on the Saints right now. Yeah. Um, so that's Brees. They're number two. Number two, Rodgers. Now, the problem with Rodgers is that he's only is had one good season in the last three, honestly. He, he A, can't, yeah, stay he can't stay healthy. And B, he's been really mediocre. By his standards, he's been mediocre two of the last three years. He was not great last year, even before he got injured. He was good, but he wasn't great. Uh, for one game, for one drive, I'd rather have Rodgers than any quarterback on earth, for sure. Let me ask you a question. But over the course I, of a yes season, no question. hold when on. I, wait, when I ask you a question, yeah. yes or no, yeah. is Alex Smith old? Yes or no? Is yes. Alex Smith old? Yes. Aaron Rodgers is, I think, older than Alex Smith. Or the same yeah, age. they're both thirty-four, aren't they? Thirty-three. Yeah, no, but Aaron Rodgers is. This is his age thirty-five season. Yeah, oh, thirty-five. Okay. He's sneaking up. He's Let like, me he's ask like you a yes or no question. Yes or no? Yeah. For for now through February, for the entire season, and you do not get a backup quarterback. Your team has one quarterback on their team. Okay, so you're, you're, you he gets injured, your season's over. Okay, you would rather have Aaron Rodgers or Matthew Stafford. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, because if he's healthy, he win the Super Bowl. Aaron, Ro- Aaron Rodgers or Matt Ryan? Aaron Rodgers. Okay. It's it's honestly that's it's, why he's number two. Yeah, I guess so. It's just there's a little bit of risk involved there. If if listen, if I was a coach whose only job was to to coach next year, you know, one of these guys who's just coaching year to year, yeah, because I need to get paid. I understand why you'd want Matt Ryan. Uh, Stafford is a bridge too far. 
But I don't understand why you'd want like an absolute solid guy if the rest of your team is good. We'll yeah, I don't know. If we remove the 2016 season from Matt Ryan, he's no better than Matthew Stafford. So. Okay. So then now again, I mean, no, no, he has that season. Look, he has that season in his belt. So, um, yeah, Tom Brady number one. It's crazy. He's 42 years old. He's probably on steroids. Yeah, Smith is younger than Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I think if we would just ask people that. Well, I mean, they were in know, the same draft. Everybody knows they were in the same draft, so I think people would assume they're the same age. But right, our feeling now is that Alex Smith is on his last leg, and ha ha ha! Why the Redskins acquire Alex Smith? He's old. Well, no, it's ha 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 because the Redskins had a top ten. It's because they had a top ten quarterback who they underappreciated year after year after year, and they chased them out of town. Okay, fair. If the but if if they had picked uh, Rodgers, not one person would have mentioned his age in the world. They would have been like, "Oh my god, that's an amazing." I mean, people are talking about that for the Packers. I mean, look, the, the Packers are just you know. There is a significant injury risk there. Like, Rodgers, every other season, misses half the season. It's a problem. And he's in a division where, you know, there's been years where he did that and came back in December, and they still win 9-7 and and, like, snuck into the playoffs. Like, you know, the Vikings are not going to win fewer than nine games, I don't think. So Rodgers has to stay healthy for this team to certainly to win the division, but even to compete for a wild card spot Mm -hmm. because the NFC is stacked. Yeah. Right? I mean, the Chargers had, like— if you if you follow any like Chargers beat writer or any Chargers fan on Twitter, you know like every single day at practice they lose like a major player to injury during practice. It's insane. Yeah, but it's it like second a, string it tight ends. Year long tradition. It's like no, no, no. It's like starting cornerbacks usually. Okay, yeah. I, 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 there has to be some crazy study done that they have like. <sighs> you can take the Chargers out of San Diego, but I guess you can't take the San Diego out of the Chargers. Does that make any sense? No. Yeah. All right, are we good? Anything else to talk about? No, listen, we'll revisit these. Uh, we'll post these in the group for those who are more visual learners than audio ones like yeah, me. Yeah, post, yeah, or yeah. people who don't listen to the podcast but just want to know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll post a video of, of Adira's gymnastics show. You, give me your honest feedback. Uh, you don't see the other kids, so just assume that they were much, much worse if, you, if you're underwhelmed by her performance. I, okay, so how old is she? Um, She's nine, you said? She's nine. The other kids are like 12 or 13 mostly. Her, la- her, her last two age. flips got an audible gasp for me. Yeah, yeah, her last two flips are really good. I mean, they're the only two flips, but the only two flips people did. Yeah, I don't know what kids that age are supposed to be doing, but, it, like, you know, it's like she probably should have won something. Yeah, it's like, I feel like I'm insane. Like, she's so, we should, my, she shouldn't be in school. She should be, like, doing this five hours a day and trying to get yeah, good. I'm glad we came back to this, because like, in the top of the podcast, people were saying, I, have, I hope they talk about more. Of four this. kids. <laughs> you could waste, you could, like, use a kid to, like, be a, a sports star. Yeah. And I think my youngest is going to be a superstar. Like, he oh, wow. can kick the ball off the ground, and he's won. I mean, none of these kids uh, – where are these jeans coming from? Because it's obviously not from you. My wife I, – I mean, how, people ask this. Like, my wife was a, is was like a 100th percentile athlete, especially for a five foot three woman. Yeah. Like, she is uh, – she's still now, like, a really a really good athlete. And how did she end up with you? <laughs> would, would, would you think, like, pe- people who are the captain of their high school basketball team should only marry like, <laughs> <laughs> movie stars I don't know I don't know so you know there's like this like this hard left concept that like the rich should have to she marry the up. poor and, and, or like racists should have to marry each other yeah. to sort of make everybody even so I guess you're the sports uh, equivalent of that I think you made that up no so you're the sports equivalent yeah, of that yeah I think a good athlete yeah you don't want good athletes fair. to marry good athletes it's yeah you, like Serena Williams believes in that she married a nerd from Reddit <laughs> like you know I think he's tall though but like I, I agree like if you have two people have like Yao Ming's parents were each like basically you know, Chinese basketball stars yeah. who were, you know, basically intentionally had a gigantic kid. <laughs> intentionally right. had a gigantic kid. That was all I think that was like a, it was like a Chinese sort of uh, like experiment. Yeah. All right. I don't know. We're going to get in trouble here. Uh, let me just uh, come back to uh, what how I started the podcast last week. Uh, I got like an incredible amount of feedback from that. Uh, I was really uncertain about whether I should have done that. Um, discussed what I discussed. In hindsight. Did you uh, tell your wife you posted it? I told my wife, yes. 
I told her. Did she listen to it? No, she. My wife doesn't listen to me. A person. Trick her into the podcast. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, what, what, how does it help my life to have my wife listen to this podcast? Oh no, it could only hurt. Yeah. It could only. Hurt. <laughs> it would probably help me because she'd be like, "Oh, I don't know why I hate Akiva. It's so funny, and he makes my husband seem so dumb." <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah. So I got a lot of feedback from a lot of people who uh, shared uh, similar and, and other things, uh, and so I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that to the extent that that um, you know that that I did that. Uh, again, it was something that I was really unsure about. I was like 50-50, and then after I posted, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I posted this! Should I go and delete it?" Uh, I'm definitely happy I did. The one, the one thing addendum I want to make to that is, I, I I sort of made it sound like you know five years ago I was totally cured and now I'm all better. And I don't think, you know, although on a day to day basis it feels that way, I think that's a little bit hubristic to say. It's probably more accurate to say that you know it's something that that's in uh, that's in uh, you know that sort of. It, Remission? Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know if I should use that word because I don't know if that's medically accurate. I'm, I'm not a doctor. Right, obviously. but I, I yeah, but it's probably the kind of thing, know. yeah, that you always need to be active about. And I probably should. I mean, I definitely should have had better uh, mental health treatment uh, in the previous, you know, two decades of my life, and I didn't. And I and hopefully I will be proactive enough to to the extent it's necessary have that going forward. But uh, that's what I'd recommend to everybody: uh, speak to therapists and uh, take lots of drugs. <laughs> Super, supervised ones. <laughs> All right. So the next time we people hear us, we will be doing one of the 32 fans and 32. We don't know if we're going to hit all 32 like we have the last three years, minus I think one year we only did 31. Um, but yeah, next time we hear us, we're going to um, be talking to a fan of a team. Yeah, we're going to have a different intro song. We're going to have uh, a different name Is that of the true? podcast. We have a different intro song. Yeah, we go back wait, to wait. the uh, we go back to the uh, earlier one for uh, 32 fans in 32 days. Oh, what's the intro song? Well, you'll have to listen Season to the podcast. <laughs> I have oh, to I've never listened. It. I it's amazing. Though. It's been, it's been All 11 right, months. All right, Keith. Talk to you later. Bye. Whatever happens, whatever happens.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.